Welcome to the Families of Character show. I'm your host, Jordan Langdon, and as a wife, mom, and licensed clinical social worker, you get practical parenting stories, research-based parenting solutions, and most of all, support. Lean in and let yourself be inspired and reminded of the gifts you have as a parent. Let's jump right in. Welcome back, parents. Jordan Langdon here with you again. Listen, if you have been listening to our podcast in sequential order, then this episode is going to be right in line with our last few episodes about goal setting as a family and the power of handwriting, writing things down, and just how to keep goals uh, top of mind and ways to keep your goals in a position where they will stick for the entire year. So I've got a treat for you today. I am just bringing some practical Langdon family advice to you during this episode today with how we simply track goals and also how we simply identify problem behaviors in ourselves and in our kids. So sit back, relax, and enjoy just some practical advice, some things that you can do right away today to get some relief in your family. Okay, have you ever gone to the doctor for a problem that's been going on for months? And of course, you can't get in right away. And so um, you see the doctor and the doctor says, well, how long has this been going on? And you kind of think to yourself, because you aren't feeling well that day, that this has been going on forever, right? And the doctor's trying to nail you down. Well, what do you mean by forever? Oh, months, six months, 12 months, 24 months. Give me an idea. I don't know. It's, just, it's probably been two years. Well, the truth is, our memory isn't very good when it comes to recalling dates and time frames, right? How long something has actually been going on. What it remembers is how bad we feel right now. And how bad we feel right now will cloud our answer in that situation. Well, listen, that happens in parenting too, where You're going, you know what? This bedtime routine stinks. Nights are a disaster at our house. You know, our kids are going to bed at all different times. There's no consistency in our routine. The kids wake up cranky in the morning. We are resentful as parents because we didn't get the rest or the unplugged time that we needed at night because the kids are running amok and there's kids in our bed at night and I wake up and it's not my spouse, but it's two kids. And, you know, I have a corner of the, the mattress and that's it. And like you start getting mired down in the muck and you think this has been going on forever. I don't even remember when things were better. So guys, I'm going to offer just a super simple suggestion. One of the things that I've been doing for two years is at the beginning of the year, I get myself a new wall calendar. Usually it's from my favorite real estate agent who sends out a calendar every year. And I love the imagery on it. It's of the Colorado mountains. 
and Colorado scenery. And I pinned that calendar up on my bathroom wall, right where I get ready in the morning, where I brush my teeth twice a day. And with that wall calendar, I write down just two or three things a day to track my behavior. Okay, so one of the things I track is whether I worked out or not. I happen to work out at Orange Theory Fitness. I love that place. The coaches are awesome. You walk in, they tell you what to do for an hour. You do it and you leave and you're done for the day. And the community of the gym and the um, you know coaches and all the rest of the, the clients who come in there to work out is just um, so inspiring. And so what I will write in that day on that little square on my calendar is I will write OTF, Orange Theory Fitness. Or my husband might write W-O for workout. And that's it. If you worked out, you mark it on your calendar. If you didn't, you leave it blank. Another thing that personally I am measuring is my sleep because it really stinks right now. I'm in this phase of life for whatever reason where I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm awake for about two to three hours. And then I can go back to sleep, but then I sleep for two hours and it's time to wake up. And so I'm you know, thinking, this has been going on forever. I haven't had any good sleep for a long time. Well, when I think like that, and and my thoughts are not based in reality or true measurements, I start becoming depressed or or upset or confused about what's going on and, and why this seems to be lasting so long. And so by recording things on a calendar... I will put down 12 to 3, which means I was awake from midnight until 3 a.m. And then I just move on. I don't sit and and think about what I've recorded on my calendar. I don't lament about it. Um, I just simply state the facts and record that. Well, listen, this is a great thing to do for our kids too. So at the beginning of the year, you know, our podcasts that came out, we're talking about setting family goals. Well, our kids decided that they had some individual goals they wanted to set to make new habits stick and to really have some more routine in their morning. And um, so here's what I did. Again, something very simple that I've used myself that has worked for, you know, me. I purchased them a wall calendar. One that was all skiing, snow skiing themed for our son, Lincoln. He's 11. And a horse theme calendar for my daughter, Annie, who's nine. Because those are things that they just love. They hung them up in their rooms and they decided, you know what? There are three things we're going to measure in the morning. Did we exercise? Did we do our non-negotiables, which is brushing teeth, combing your hair, getting dressed, making your bed, and then cleaning up after yourself at breakfast. And so what do they do? Each morning, they just make a little note on their wall calendar to show whether they did those three things. And they made up their own initials for their three items that they want to track. Guys, it has really kept them on track, which has made mornings so much smoother around our house for everyone. So I just want to encourage you to don't 
you know, not to get bogged down in the complexity of, you know, to-do apps or um, a certain way that you, you know, journal in this complex way where you're tracking all these things um, or just, you know, maybe you're not tracking anything at all and you're living in that place I was talking about where you just think that this stuff has been going on for a really long time because it's weighing on you so much that, you know, you, you just have no tracking going on at all. What I want to encourage you to do is just to keep it really simple. Hey there, parents. Let's take a quick pause. If you're tired of crawling into bed at night, feeling like you failed your spouse and kids, are tired of running at the speed of light and feeling like you're nagging and yelling all the time, I've got a resource for you. Designed for busy families just like yours, our Thriving Family Accelerator was created in direct response to seeing many couples struggle with the stress and demands of parenting while constantly feeling like they're failing. The truth is, you can be wildly in love with your spouse while raising kids, and you can enjoy a relationship with your kids where you're no longer nagging and yelling. Picture this. Love and connection are abundant in your marriage. You're parenting as a united team, and you're enjoying a true friendship with your spouse where you can laugh and kick back like old times. Are you ready to accelerate connection and unity in your marriage and family? Then join us for the next Thriving Family Accelerator from the comfort of your own home. Spots will sell out soon, so click the link in our show notes to sign up or go to our website, familiesofcharacter.com and click the shop tab. Now back to the episode. The other benefit of having a calendar, a, a paper calendar outside of our digital, you know, calendars that we all keep in our phone and, and such is that it allows you to engage with it in a different way. Just as we talked about in the last episode about the benefits of handwriting things versus talk to text or voice texting something or just putting it in your phone. Um, having a paper calendar that hangs on your wall is a visual orientation to number one, the day of the week, number two, the date on the calendar, and then number three, your goals. You can look at one month hanging on the wall and see, did I work out as many times as I wanted to? If not, when I flip this page to the next calendar, to the next month, I'm going to do more than I did last time, maybe by one workout. So tracking the calendar, tracking your behaviors on the calendar has just a plethora of benefits. Now, this is what it does for your kids as well. Kids oftentimes don't function in day and time kind of uh, thought process, right? They're just getting up and they know it's either a school day or it's the weekend. Well, getting them oriented to the day of the week, to the date on the calendar, to the year, it's super important in helping them feel grounded 
in reality, to feel like they have some control over their day, that they know where they are in space and time. And as a therapist, that's so important. It's it's often underscored the importance of being oriented. And being oriented, we talk about, you know, in therapy is knowing where you are. Could you describe where you're sitting right now as you're listening to this episode to somebody who was looking for you? They don't know where to find you. Could you tell them where you are in time and space? Yes, I'm sitting in my office at this address in Colorado in the United States, right? Like I know where I am. I'm able to articulate where I am. And then I know that it's this day of the week and this is the date. And even the time, looking at your watch and saying, this is what time of day it is today. As a therapist, we teach people these orientation skills so that they can bring their anxiety level down. So they're not in panic or feel anxious about all the unknowns. When you yourself as a human know exactly where you are, what time of day it is, and what is going on around you, the natural anxieties melt away because you feel that you are in control. Okay. And when I I say control, I don't mean, I'm not talking, oh, you can do everything on your own and you are this, you know, omni amazing human that doesn't need anyone else and you can accomplish everything on your own. No, but it does mean that you have some mastery over your thoughts, over your feelings and over your actions. So I want you to consider Like, what is the one thing in family life that's really frustrating me right now? In our family, what is the one thing that wakes me in the night that is bothering me? Because we need to do some work on this. And again, we, um, you know, we just finished a couples coaching series with a group of coach uh, couples, excuse me. And one of the, the very common, you know, frustrations of families these days is the nighttime routine. And so what I ask people to do is to just track on a calendar what happened the night that it was finally good, right? Just write down kids in bed, 830, baths, when, you know, check, like we all got baths, um, you know, no snacking before bedtime or whatever it was that happened that made that evening good, write it down. Now, on the next night, you might think, that was a disaster. Like this was, this did not work out. Kids were in our bed. We didn't get sleep in the middle of the night. What happened? Okay. And all you have to do is recall the previous night. So in the morning you wake up, you look at your calendar and you go, was it like we wanted it to go or was it pretty rough? And no matter how it was, you write down on your calendar just just what happened, the facts, just the facts, ma'am, right? (laughs) And this way, you're able to track over time the reality of what's happening in your home and then decide what it is that you need to do to solve the issue and, and improve the nighttime routine for everyone. So I'll give you an example. 
over the break, we were up in the mountains at a condo for a week. And um, what we realized is our daughter was really struggling at night. She was melting down. She was very tearful. Um, she didn't, you know, want her brothers anywhere near her. She was getting annoyed very easily. And she, you know, kept wanting to kind of stay up a little later and need one more thing before going to bed. And my husband and I were like, what is, what is the deal here? This is, this is just really a a torturous situation for everyone involved, right? Including her. You could tell she was just beside herself, almost in a place where she felt like she couldn't control her tearfulness and her um, anxiety. And so we got to thinking and looking back at our calendar and tracking what time are we going to bed at night? Well, it turns out our nine-year-old daughter has been going to bed at the same time as our 11-year-old son and close to our 17-year-old son. And it's like, still, it's like 8.30 at night, so it doesn't seem late. But for her little tiny body that is growing, she needed to go to bed earlier than the rest of us. And it may sound like, duh, Jordan, just give her more sleep. But we didn't think about it. Why? Well, because if we're all going to bed around the same time, we lumped her into that scenario with us. And then all of a sudden, you know, we're realizing that we're upset with her every night because of her behavior. Well, it wasn't her behavior. It wasn't like it came from her herself. But it was a fact that she needed something she wasn't getting. She needed an extra hour of sleep. So we decided okay, we're going to present the idea of her going to bed at 7.30. And I thought, oh man, she's going to fight us on this because that seems really, really early for her. She gets out of gymnastics two days a week at seven. So that would mean, you know, grabbing a a smoothie, you know, right when she gets home, a shower and right into bed. You guys, she was actually thrilled. And most kids wouldn't be, I get it. Um, But it was like internally she knew she was really tired at night. And the idea of a solution that we supported and helped her with has been amazing. It has turned our evenings around completely. We actually will, um, you know, she'll get ready for bed and and I'll take her into her room and then call everybody into the room. And we all kind of, you know, hang out around her bed and say prayers together and then say goodnight to her, close the door, and she sleeps like a baby until 6.30 or 7.30 in the morning. Now, I realize that's not going to be the case for everybody, but I want to share my story because you have a story too. You have a story about something that's happening in your family right now that's a frustration. It may be presenting itself in your child's behavior which is super frustrating to you. You might be going, oh my gosh, what is the deal? This kid really needs to get it together or there's something wrong with this child. Well, you have the power within you and the tools within you to observe what's going on, to make note of it on a paper calendar and to watch the trends and try new things and then make note of whether those new things are having a positive impact if they're making any difference or even making the situation worse. This is so important, especially when you go to a pediatrician or let's say you're at your wit's end and you take your family to a family counselor and you say, I don't know, we can't get along at night or 
you know, my spouse is undermining me and the, the bedtime routine and they don't seem to understand the importance of us being on the same page and being a united front. And so we're here for you to help us, you know, sort out how we can work together as a, as a unified team to make the evening routine or the bedtime routine work. Well, the therapist is going to say, we're starting from scratch, folks. Or the pediatrician is going to say, okay, well, how long has this been a problem? You're going to want to have your data with you. Okay. This is going to expedite the help that you get from the counselor or the pediatrician, or even your own doctor when it comes to monitoring your own health. My goal this year is to to get into a, a naturopath doctor and show them what I've been tracking over the past two or three months and say, help, this is not working. I need help with my sleep. And it's going to help them help me to have the data um, for a few months to really show and give them an idea of what they are working with here so that we can get the best outcome. So just think about that. Think about how simple it could be to hang a wall calendar in your bathroom, have your kids hang one on their bathroom mirror or somewhere um, that they can see it front and center every single day. And then just pick one, two, or three things that you are going to track just to make a simple note on the calendar to follow these behaviors and give you a view of how you are doing. You know, when we don't track our goals or we don't track symptoms, things just kind of fall apart. We don't know where we started, so it's very difficult to understand where we want to go. Right? I liken it to taking a road trip. If you wanted to go to, you know, uh, Missouri, Kansas City, Missouri, what would you have to know first? Well, what's your starting point? Are you coming from Denver? Are you, you know, taken out of Houston, Texas? Where are you starting from to get to Kansas City, Missouri? Because then you'll know your route. Well, the same thing goes for our goals or any problem behaviors we have. We have to establish a baseline. Where are we currently? How is that going? And then week after week, what is happening? What is rolling out in terms of symptoms or behaviors that we could track and present as evidence and facts versus just our feelings? So folks, I want to encourage you again, grab a calendar, spend some time picking one out that you like, or go to Google and just put in free printable calendar and put the month and the year. And guess what? You can print it today, right now, and just pin it up and print a new one next month. But that will truly help you get a grip on what's really happening and be able to move forward and um, get some help and, and resolutions around those things. Guys, I'm just bringing the practical tips for you. I'm talking to you about things that my husband Josh and I have actually used simple tools, simple strategies that help our family on a day-to-day basis. This isn't fancy science and research, and although research supports this type of thing, um, I'm just coming to you with some real practical advice because I know how hard it is as a parent who is busy 
running the race of the world to really have something that is implementable um, today. And that is always my goal is that the content that we share with you is something that you can implement and share with others. So thank you for always being so gracious and, and sharing our podcast episodes with people in your circle. Um, I find that when I listen to a podcast episode, one of my favorites, by the way, is Ed Milet. I just love his podcast. It's always so uplifting and positive. And if I think of a particular person after I've listened to one of his episodes, I just don't even hesitate. I just hit that little um, square with the arrow up button on my phone right after I listen to the episode and forward it on to whoever I'm thinking about regarding that. So if someone has come to mind for you while you are listening to today's episode, please don't just keep this to yourself. Share it with your community. It's so important for us to build each other up and for us to have community with other like-minded parents who want the best for their marriages and their families. You know, one of the um, very common kind of comments that we get out of our couples coaching is how much they love the community. So our couples coaching is um, something that we do in groups online in a Zoom platform. And the couples commented so often about how good it felt to know that they were in the company of other parents who wanted the best for their families, but also struggled with many of the same things. And just to hear how other couples handle situations in parenting and married life is just very, very valuable, more valuable than if you just did a one-on-one with a counselor or one-on-one coaching. So consider group coaching. Consider our couples coaching series that we have going on right now. You'll just go to familiesofcharacter.com and hit the shop tab to see the dates that are available. Guys, whether you're watching our YouTube or listening on your favorite podcast platform, again, thank you for being faithful followers of the Families of Character show. Thank you for helping us to help um, save marriages and unite families enjoy unity. We just absolutely are pro-family all the way and want to do everything we can to make your family a tighter knit team, one that works together uh, where you don't feel like you're a team of one doing everything for everyone and everyone else in the family is running their own directions. We know what that's like personally, and it doesn't have to be that way. So uh, stay tuned for more episodes and be sure to check out our content at familiesofcharacter.com. We have lots of resources that are available to you and your family on a free basis, um, a very low cost basis, and then on a deeper level with our coaching. So I will catch you next time on another episode of the Families of Character show. Take care, you guys. You know, I'm always in your corner.